fighting is always easier from outside the cage. Proven again if you ask Gilbert Melendez about his knee, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Ravis Barza. Raf, how are you doing this evening? It's good. Um, I'm just in a weird place of just got back in from Ultimate Matt Warriors. It was a great time. So I'm just I've got my wits about me, man. And there's a lot of good stuff to talk about from that. Yes. And props to me, by the way, for not mm-hmm. starting with what the Chiefs did to the Patriots on national no. television on Thursday. I stayed in my lane. I stayed right in the MMA stuff. We will pivot to Joey Haas. Who's house house Haas. Mm-hmm. whatever it is in a minute and that uh outside heel hook he was rocking at ultimate mount warrior but wow did the chiefs prove fighting can be easier from outside the cage maybe not emotionally for tom brady and his uh patriot squad but maybe they took away all the cheating methods and now this is what we're left with just a super old quarterback <laughs> nothing that matters uh raf what was the event like? You went to Ultimate Matt Warrior as a teammate, as a competition. You've been working with Joey. You yes. guys have all been doing the shark rounds, trying to get him to identify some game plans. What was it like to see it uh, pay off so well? How was the event, et cetera? You know, Joey did okay, but I was really a big fan of everybody else who competed. Um, Looks-wise, personality. yeah. Looks-wise, personality, brains, talent, all the good stuff. Um you know what's nice about this? I'll tell you this much. Uh, our good friend, Boogie, Boogie Martinez, Richie, he puts together a fantastic tournament out in San Diego that gives 10th Planet practitioners the ability to mingle with every kind of practitioner from, from around the ways. So it's awesome that you get a nice mix of, you know, sometimes 10th Planet taking on a very traditional set, sometimes, uh, you know, like you got a Gracie Barra taking on sometimes uh, different versions of different academies. It's just nice to go relax and then watch all of this happen because they have a whole bunch of super fights. So a lot of new talent gets exposure and it's at a church community performing arts center. So it's got a completely different vibe. You would never even be able to tell the difference between the two. Uh, if you didn't show up in the morning to see it all uh, go down but I was there from uh, weigh-ins. We got some photos that we did. So you guys can see that on the Ultimate Matt Warriors page. Um, and then I was coaching Joey. And then it was right back to photographing. So one of my favorite things was I looked over at Joey and I said, Hey, man, congratulations. You did really well. And for those who haven't seen I would highly encourage you to go check out uh, his clip. But he went basically from uh, single leg X to going to 50-50, and he got what's referred to as an X-guard break, which is something that Marvin Castell does a lot. So Marvin does it, and he taught it to Joey, and it's the bane of our existence in our training camp. And Joey hits it pretty well. And uh, he with a, a heel hook on the outside. So it's one of those things where you see your friend visualize something, and uh, I was so proud proud of him it's one thing to visualize you want to win and sometimes you settle for something else it's another thing to actually execute it with a very game uh, practitioner and i was telling joey after the fact 
but I was watching a lot of his opponent's videos uh, to help him prep for it. And one of the things I said after it was all said and done is I go, oh, the guy kind of has a similar game to you, so it's going to make for a good match. And he was like, why didn't you tell me that before? And I was like, I just I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> so uh, it was just nice to see uh, his opponent, Richard Ray, uh, uh, put on a very nice match. So uh, we were very pleased to be a part of that program. Uh, of course, credit to the entire team. Drew Mario was yelling out really good coaching stuff. Drew's an amazing coach. Uh, Eric Medina was in the corner with my, myself and uh, was awesome talking him through it and, you know, paying back Joey in the way that Joey really helps Eric prepare for all, so many of his matches. So it was it was a good time, man. I just love when we get the whole team, the whole squad to come together. Uh, we had Octavio there. We also had Mike Frosto there. As part of our USSGL fam, and uh, uh, just proud of the guy. He did well. That's awesome, big dude. And uh, the pictures are unbelievable. So props always to Ultimate Matt Warrior and given another venue for some fun, mm-hmm. for some fun sub only fights that drifted into UFC 215, which we're going to talk about on the podcast. We also have um, a road trip snippet journey with Abraham Marte. But uh, when we talk UFC 215, we're going to get Adam Woods back on. Find out if I continue my streak, Raph. That's what people can do later on in the podcast. And obviously, we spend, I don't know, 20 minutes talking about football. What was the total? It was... Oh, I'm sorry. I have it in my notes. It says, Kevin, shut the fuck up about football. Oh, that's from you. 30 minutes ago. There was no talk of football. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now I'm, now I'm remembering. Uh, Raph reminded me. Verbal Times is an MMA comedy podcast. Funnier from outside the cage, not funnier from outside the hashtag. Hash marks. Hashtags would be an awesome. Uh, the hash marks. Raph, toughest <laughs> thing about Joey competing, was it the lack of acai at the tournament? Or was it the guy that came in for making your taxes easier and took third? You said it's a community center. I just kind of mm-hmm. assume there was a few people that was like, uh, "I'm here yeah, for the baking that's class." Weird is watching Joey when he she heel hooked two people. Yeah, no, no, I got that. We did. We had an A meeting that we kicked out. Um, <laughs> no, you know it, it. What's difficult about watching one of your friends compete is there's not much you can do. And then somebody asked me, they were like, "It might have been Joey himself that said you don't seem nervous for me." I was like, "What's there to be nervous about?" You're good. You compete well. And I think you're, you're going to have a good time tomorrow. And I think you're going to do well. So what's nerve-wracking for me is not that. What's nerve-wracking for me is watching him eat like a fat kid after he weighs in. And, uh, you know, he goes to the local sloop plantation and uh, stuffs his mouth. I'm fairly impressed that he was able to eat all of that and still compete. Because if I eat a fraction of what he ate, at that soup plantation and went to go compete, uh, my opponent wouldn't need to defeat me. I just would be... I would just... I think my artery would tap out. But but is what it is. So he did well. But uh, let's talk about a couple other people before we go to the next segment, which uh, I want to give credit to uh, John. John Blank. He's also known as Thor. It was confusing at first because the back of his rash guard read Thor. I was like, well, your name's John Blank up there. And they're like, oh, they just call me Thor. I'm like, you wacky 10th planet kids and your nicknames. 
so he he won and uh, he was phenomenal all day. He beat a very game. Steven Martinez, Damon Nitkin just beasted his way through the day and then uh, ended up in the final with uh, Chase Davis, another human being who is so nice, so deadly. Inversion aggressiveness, Kevin, is how I'd like to call uh, Chase Davis. But uh, both of those guys were so complimentary to each other. I have interviews with both of them, so we're going to put that up so you guys can see uh, a little bit of what they're like. But they're, I mean, I don't know, Kev, I know I say this every once in a while, but uh, I don't think I've seen two finalists who enjoyed each other that much hanging out and talking before their match uh, in a while in the same way that I've seen those two, uh, you know, paid give props to each other while backstage and being like, oh, hey, we got to go kill each other in a minute. All right, cool. See you in a few. <laughs> uh, it was something to behold. So I was I was thoroughly impressed and they, they spoke so well of each other. They I think at the very end and I don't want to give too much away, but I think I saw Thor inviting uh, chase to go out and eat with them afterwards which uh, i don't i know i get to see a lot of things and i'm privileged to see a lot of things backstage but i don't think i've seen too many people who are even really good uh, sports about wins and losses who compete in a final you know say that i can tell you i don't think i saw Mateus and keenan say like dude you want to go grab some lunch they might have I know they were nice backstage, but I'm not sure if Keenan was like, yo, dude, I'm getting some uh, Brazilian barbecue if you want to come, dog. I got to roll. So there's that. But yeah, yeah. but then there's all these other super fights, Kev. It's more than just about Joey. It's more than just about these these hooligans who are nice to each other. We've got a lot of really good people who who, um, in the coming days I'm going to talk a little bit more about. But uh, just a shout out a few Mike Flap. You've. We also got Anthony, uh, who killed it from New Breed. Uh, God, these names are all flooding to me. Uh, just so many, so many good practitioners who I was so happy for. And it's easy when you're just sitting on the sidelines, look over and say, when people ask, like, who are you rooting for? I'm like, I know too many of these people. I can't root for anybody. <laughs> At this point, I'm just starting to root 50-50 for people who I like. Being like, I don't know, maybe you should win. I don't know, maybe you should win. I like you both. <laughs> um, so people like that. And then even people who came up a little short, like your Austin Baker. Um, even like, um, God, the names are preceding me at the moment. But uh, Austin Baker and uh, Kevin Melendez, really game individuals who who gave great matches and... Uh, just I, I was very happy. It's always a great community vibe. Richie takes care of everybody. I will say that right now. The minute you win, you're handed an envelope with your prize winnings. So take that, Metamorris. <laughs> Have we done a Metamorris joke? Is that even timely now? It has. It's been a uh, while. It's I will say another. Another what? I will say another. Another nameless individual who I won't put on blast, but who very well will be listening to this. Okay, uh, I will just say it. Another person who was there. I'm not going to say who they are, Kevin, but they said someone should mention the fact that Richie has a backpack on him, not unlike a guy who used to run Metamorris. And I was like, <gasps> Oh my god, <laughs> the parallels are uncanny. 
So I'm just saying. I'm just putting out what I hear. Yeah. That's, yep. that's, that's your job as a so, journalist. Them's, them's the notes, Kev, from Ultimate Matt Warriors. More to come. Time to head towards some UFC 215 coverage. Before we do that, do not forget to head over and see our friends at KOSportsGear.com. www.kosportsgear.com. I haven't seen the amount of input I need on the singlets to have a decision made. Certainly, Raph and I are still arguing as much as we ever have been, which is a problem. So people need to chime in, and while they're doing it, they need to go put in verbal tap and get the best price they can possibly get on the Dragon Key and join the Dragon Key army that Raph and I are a part of. There's going to be a lot of other strong people, by the way, uh, and that's, you know, you can't prove I'm wrong there. Can they prove I'm wrong, Raph? Do they have the ability to prove? Uh, no. Per- Not perfect. at all. <laughs> Invalid. Can't. Can't prove I'm wrong. So head on over to Uh Let's get Adam Woods and some UFC 215 coverage up here. All right, guys. It was a strange weekend. UFC 215 happened. Kev, obviously, when we do these pay-per-view things, you pick against people, and then we bring them back. Some of them have been people. I'll confirm that. That is great. In this particular case, we didn't invite Adam back. How uh, Good. Yes. <laughs> oh, damn it. See, Shut we, up, Adam. Don't ruin the you, bit. You I was literally got me momentarily excited. Bit. I was like, good. We could do this without him. And, you were, and then, no, there he is. What? Yeah. Well, I, I was expecting my cue and intro, but I guess the budget on this fucking show is a <laughs> shitter. So. Listen, okay. First of all, this is the second time you botched something. Thing today. Why don't you tell us what the first thing you botched was, Adam? Adam's coming. Oh, in by high. the way, yeah. it's Adam Woods. It. In case you guys didn't know, according to Woods, you guys, one phone, all the good stuff. Whatever. Go on, Adam. Yes, as I'm uh, reflexing, strutting uh, through my kitchen. Yes, that's me. Um, yeah, fuck. I botched. I went to uh, the championship wrestling from Hollywood. I think in uh, Port Lainey. Uh, good. Uh, Great commentator, uh, Jonathan King. Uh, he invited me out, and he's like, "Fucking live wrestling, let's go, Alberto Del Rio's in." So I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Had a couple of brewskis, some fish and chips. Watched fucking three hours of like the best local wrestling that you're gonna get, and a lot of it. I mean, fucking Joey Ryan was there. I, I shot me a, a instant message. I was like, "I gotta share this with Rock." Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so good times, good times, and then engrossing conversation and wanting to get in the house because I heard a shoot start time at uh, 7.30 that was, speaking of botch, by our uh, locally host here, uh, <laughs> 7.30 PST, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, yeah, so I rushed in the fucking house. I'm like, oh, let's go because they're going to fucking call. All right. What? 
I get it. I get it. I get it. You're gonna shoot now. Okay. Here we're gonna do. Let's let's double shoot this thing. I call me as he's crushing this. Daddy fucking punch. No, no, no. I like how you try to mitigate the fact that you lost your phone. Like you're some sort of sorority girl who got lost in her fucking Uber. And you're trying to downplay that with a start time. Because like a gentleman, like a gentleman, I messaged you and said, Dearest sir, I require thy food because thy is fat. And now... You want to put that out as if I didn't do my responsibilities as a diligent host? How dare you, sir? Period. First off, you call yourself a gentleman, and guess what? Dearly departed Chris Adams would super kick the shit out of you if he knew you were using his moniker without his permission, brother. But, uh, yeah, well, it's okay. Raj, I don't have to ask anybody. That's what I do. True heels don't ask for permission to use gimmicks, they before. just do. Now, Adam, oh, I understand you took a little like you took a little Cliff Notes ver- version of being a heel. But before we get what, to pro wrestling, and I want to hear about this Hollywood one, as you two have already started to uh, gleefully nerd into. If you lost your your telephonic device, do you change the name of the podcast to Two Guys No Phone? Uh, no, then the uh, podcast second ceases to exist, because that's the fucking modern lynch that we uh, use the interwebs to transmit our goodness all over uh, people's uh, uh, audio orifices. Wow, Kev, you hear that? Their podcast doesn't exist, you have which is no different show. than his appearance last week on our show, when it still didn't matter. Boom. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Listen, guys, here's the thing. You guys have more shit to talk about. Kevin wanted to know more about this wrestling. I have questions. I don't know if you can talk about them because this is a recording. I don't think it goes out live. Um, But I do want to ask the former Alberto Del Rio, if you would, is his armbar technique still immaculate? Because people are asking me about this whenever they talk about armbars in jiu-jitsu and MMA. And that is, of course, what our podcast is. So how is his armbar form? You know, here's the here's the thing. The finish, like uh, he was uh, facing a guy, Ryan Taylor. He's uh, pretty big on the SoCal scene. He's uh, uh, done PWG, PCW. I know you, Ralph. You've uh, taken you some PCW, Pacific Championship uh-huh. Wrestling, Pacific yes. Coast Wrestling. Oh, oh, oh! Um, Are we still shooting? Because I've got a good one on this one. Or would you like to tell it, okay. Adam? Well, you know what? It's funny because you didn't preface how you got the shirt for my personal collection. I don't have uh, to. I don't have to. Here's what happened. I'll I'll go ahead and put that out there. I just want to make sure we're we're being consistent with who screwed up first. You know, Adam screwed Adam, guys. I want you to know that. That's important. But the more important thing to ask Kev was, when I went to go see PCW, our good friend Douglas James, a former MMA fighter, systems training center gent who now pro wrestles and is a champion for that organization kev you know who was supposed to come with me to that uh i want to say adam forrest but i'll probably mm-hmm. stick with adam woods but it was you would be adam, cor- west. adam west yeah he was <laughs> unavailable for some reason asshole yeah he was dearly departed or something so kevin here's what happens i get there and I'm so stoked because I'm going to have Adam 
to be a booing section for Douglas James. And Adam messages me and is like, I'm not going to be able to make it, man. Except he says it in his like faux Canadian accent, which is like, I'm not going to be able to make it, man. You know, which I'm not sure if it's Canadian, whatever. But Subtle here's Canadian. what happens. Subtle Canadian is a, a very good uh, book name for him for his autobiography. But Kev, I actually had to make new friends. And I did because I'm resourceful. And I got an entire section of people to boo, even without Adam, because I'm just that good. So anyway, back to your story. You were there. I think actually Ryan is a student of BJJ as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is. I believe yes, he is. one of my good friends, uh, I think it's John Billingsley, was telling me that he trains a bunch and he's like, you need to check this guy out. And I was like, oh, shit, he's him. <laughs> I got so scared. Yeah. So there, there must have been a lot of good technical grappling between those two, correct? Actually, there really wasn't. Um, but the thing about it is, um, the finish, like it had. I, I'm not spoiling too much. It's going to go live on. Uh, well, not live, but live to tape uh, on Fight TV, the Fight TV app. You can get it on both Windows and uh, Android. Who the fuck has a Windows phone? I don't know. But some people <laughs> might living in their mom's basement. Um, as well as the app store. Uh, that's the same way that you can view um, pretty much all of the CXS fights. Uh, it's a really fucking good app. Uh, but I digress. So it's going to it's gonna air. And uh, they had a really good back-and-forth match. Um, it, there's, there was a bunch of, like, high slots. And uh, for, you know, it's... It, Del Rio or El Patron, um, Albert Rodriguez. Oops, I'm shooting too too far here, but uh, he's a great fucking uh, great fucking hand. One of the greatest draws in pro wrestling, international stars in the last 10, 15 years, and uh, he went all out for his fans. And uh, man, fucking Ryan Taylor is a fucking badass. Uh, but the the finish, you didn't even know it was coming, uh, which shows the, the workmanship of both men. Uh, Taylor had the upper hand, and fucking out of nowhere, Del Rio hits a fucking armbar, and it's 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 over. Like it was like if you fucking drop the pin, that fucking armbar that he hit, and Taylor fucking tapping would have got to the fucking ground. Before the fucking pin. Wow, I understood most of that. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Kev, you got most of that. I got most of it. There you go. Right. Well, I mean, hey, that's it's better than most of the time we talk wrestling. So that's fantastic. And Kev, you should also know that uh, John King is one of the guys who runs CXF. He is their main announcer. He's also one of the guys behind the Clinch Report. So, like, uh, John King is good people. Uh, and I have to ask this because Joey Ryan, do you know who Joey Ryan is? Me? Kevin, I think this one is for you. No, I don't know who Joey Ryan is. Yes, Kevin. Uh, is that have you seen the video? <laughs> I, I, I would rather just spoil it from because I think he does. He is the gentleman who people grab his penis and oh, oh, he basically yeah. overpowers yeah. them. Yes, I know who Joey Ryan is. I've seen some serious videos. <laughs> that is who Adam 
um, uh, got a, a video with. He was also in the uh, acclaimed series Glow as a supporting mm-hmm. character. It was very funny in that. So Adam sends me a photo with him. And what were you doing in that photo, Adam? Um, apparently, I was trying to wrist lock his cock. <laughs> But apparently, cocks don't have. I'm so glad that's what's happening there. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Well, segue. I'm glad we cleared that up for our listeners. (laughs) Yep. Let's see if we segue. I'm going to segue out of that because I I think once you bring up once you bring up cocks, there's really no more to talk about in professional wrestling. I think you've really gotten to the. The apex of it. So let's start talking UFC 215. Kev, oh, yeah. your thoughts when you heard Demetrius Johnson could not, could not, as we may have predicted or made happen, I don't know which, uh, break the record. I was, I, you know, I tried to gather myself emotionally because I was in public and I couldn't, Ref. I broke down crying. I was on my knees. I threw up, which people at the restaurant thought was really an overreaction. But I was, I was just heartbroken. Being maybe a scotch facetious in in how I responded, I was pretty okay with it. I mean, what was it? Was his opponent right? His opponent got sick. Yeah, Ray Borg. You know, well, he got sick. But I want to ask Adam, what do you think he came down with? The case of the Nunez, whatever the fuck she had uh, in the first time that uh, the Shevchenko fight, actually the second time they were supposed to fight, Sinicitis. and she got sick, or whatever the fuck that is, I think Borg got it. Uh, or the the good folks at the American top team might have spiked his fucking drink or whatever the fuck, and... It's like, ah, Dana says he won't have us headline a fucking card with his fucking title. We'll show them. <laughs> and that's what the fuck. Conan is very How mad was Dana? Scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. He had to have been a 13. Yeah, well, tell me how mad he was, but then also tell me what he was saying. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> You're usually the expert in what he was saying. But I'd imagine it was something to the effect of, oh, are you fucking kidding me? That's it. Ray Borg is never going to be on the main title contention again. And then proceeded to forget that Nunez and Shevchenko was like, ah, fuck it. Put the broads up. And then he probably walked back to what he was doing, which was not being at the fights, by the way. Yeah. Because nobody fucking went to Canada. I think... Uh, I was talking about it, like uh, fucking Rogan yes. did the fucking weigh-ins and got the fuck out of Dodge. No, Rogan was there. It was Rogan. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. It was Rogan, John Anik, and DC on the call. And they were actually maybe tipsy? I don't know. But Joe Rogan and DC both sounded like they had a few beers beforehand. There was a few inside jokes dropped. I thought they did a really good job. But it was... Uh, it was a weird night of fights. There's a lot of grappling, so we needed them there. But did you guys? Uh, I can give you guys some of the highlights. Raph, you devastated yeah, that uh, Mighty do. Mouse didn't get to defend. I- I'm mixed. I don't really. 
It's a weird one, man. Here's I, what I love. Good. So, question, Kevin. Was that for me or Adam? That was for you. Okay, yeah. Oh, thank you. Know, you. Because no I pay worries. attention. Adam's a charger. Hey, you know what? You know, once he starts podcasting, hey. he, can't, he can't stop podcasting. He's going to keep blasting. Hey. I know. I know. Oh. He can't stop. He loses one phone Denver, and he Denver. thinks he's got carte blanche. No, no, no. I thought I was a guest and, you know, like, uh, never mind. No, Anywho, no, you're not that uh, yeah. important. Let's get to the matter at hand. 216. Uh, shit. We might as well call this the fucking Dana White Spike Fest, man, because, like, we just didn't know who he fucking hated more. And apparently, uh, for whatever reason, I, I think, I don't want to play conspiracy theorists, but, like, there's something up with that. You know, the fact that, uh, you know, DJ fucking picked board rather than the Bill Shop fight, you know, which I understand his reasoning for it. Um, but I, I also never want to hear Mighty Mouse not talk, I mean, talk about not getting a fucking D-Day a la super fight because there it is, you know, and you're a fucking fighter. You want to provide more for your family. You fucking do that fight. I, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. But the fact that he fight. fucking he he picked Borg, he picked Borg, and Borg got sick, and it like it's a shit show, man. And it had to happen in Canada. I mean, during the main event, they fucking uh, were chatting the Edmonton Oilers, you know, the hometown mm-hmm. hockey team, or even in the the fact that the uh, UFC embedded, you know, they they started out with you know like the episode one and two, you had. You know, both, uh, you know, Borg and DJ and, and Shevchenko and Nunes. And then my, like, episode three, it just centered all around Nunes and, and Shevchenko with no mention of anything, you know, like, and I think that's a WME fucking footprint because, you know, back in the old Zufa days when they started doing the, like, the embedded, they would address it, you know, they would show. You know, Dana White getting hot, you know, uh, most famously, you know, the, the John Jones DC fight from uh, UFC 200, you know, they, that was embedded with uh, cameras that, that picked up on uh, Dana telling DC and him fucking crying in the backstage because that fight didn't happen. There's no mention of it this time. Like, and that just, to me, it already started the the whole bizarro fucking chain of events of this fucking malangered card even before the fucking first bell even rang. They're not very consistent press wise. That's never been it's never been on the UFC's main agenda. But to skip past and I as much I mean the UFC conspiracies in general are pretty fun but this was a good card. This ended up being a good card. Uh, some noteworthies, your girl McCann got choked out with close to the choke of the podcast, Raph. A cr- yeah. One vicious cross-body head and arm. Uh, that was uh, an awesome fight, though, because McMahon was dropping the people's elbow in the first few in the first round. Cheesecake wins. I told you, you cannot doubt that nickname. Uh, Jeremy Stevens 
in the most graphic moment of the fights, tried to kick off Gilbert Melendez's leg and legs. Yeah. Not looking good for the Gilberts. He's gonna no. he's gonna struggle to walk today. That's gonna be tough for him. Uh, Latif and Pedro had a good fight. I, I got to tell you, between the Cejudo crushingness and uh, the Dos Anjos triangle, I just kind of forgot about that fight. But Dos Anjos, Raf, I, I need to publicly apologize. Go on. Not only did Rafael Dos Anjos win in stunning fashion, <laughs> chose to do it with the choke of the podcast, an aggressive yes. arm triangle. Yes. And everybody knows that ours is the opposite of aggressive, but we applaud those who are aggressive with their arm triangles. Yeah, and <laughs> I was obviously impressed that he would spite me so specifically. But Kev, uh, do you feel like it was directed at you he winked for at not the believing in the power of Rafael's with the move of the podcast? Not just any move. Not just a heel hook, not like a arm bar, a head and arm triangle. Yeah. To, to beat Magni, by the way, who's pretty good. And he got beat yeah. up. I mean, Kev, the only way he could have really gone any further uh, harm for the, the damage would have been if he would use a sharpshooter. Then I feel like it would have <laughs> yeah. been like 100% like, fuck you, Raph. We're going to fucking boss and crab. The, ooh, any of the above would have really elevated that finisher, but it was pretty good, I thought. Nunez Shevchenko goes the distance. Split decision. Close. Kev, your thoughts. I want to hear it because everybody said it was controversial. And Kev, you always seem to find a way to not like the judges' opinions. Go. Fuck Canada, first of all, for booing this fight. Like, go fuck yourselves. This was a good fight. And shut up. They really upset me. They're like, boo. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Shut up. They're doing fantastic. And I, I honestly was fine with the decision. I, I was a little. They kind of both took their foot off the gas at certain points in the preceding three through five. So it was a really good fight. Looking forward to the next one. But it, you know, we didn't get any finality. I was fine with the. Uh, and the decision, we've talked about this before, kind of goes to the champ. When it's super close, and I, I'm okay with that too. I'm fine with that as an analysis. But really good fight. Some good jujitsu, some good strikes, some vicious counter punching uh, from Shevchenko. And Nunez just kept that distance. It's a good fight. So I actually want to just like skip over the the fight. Um, you know, it is what it is. It, it ended in pseudo controversy, but. Uh, this one's for you, Raf. Do you think that, especially with all of the uh, pomp and circus ones that the Bantamweight women's title came in with, with Ronda Rousey and all of that, and now in the hands of Nunes, could you make an argument that Amanda Nunes is the Jinder Mahal of the UFC? Crickets? Any any <laughs> Bueller? I'm entertained by that question, Byron, for so many reasons. Okay. You, you, I'm entertained by this by a lot. But, Kev, just to fill you in, there's some dude who was kind of 
kind of a jobber. He came back after going away from the WWE. And people were like, oh, he's like a mid-carder at best. Well, now he's the champion of SmackDown. And people were like, what is he doing as champion? And it's blowing people's minds. Like, they can't handle the fact that he doesn't seem like a champion. So he is now trying to elude that the very powerful Amanda Nunez, a person who beat very, very, very important people in our sport, might yeah. be the equivalent Jinder Mahal, a person who was handed a title. Is that what you're equating here? Absolutely. And um, I'm sorry, Jinder Mahal went back to back with wins with um, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. So you could argue that those two names can fill the void of um, Cupcake Tate and Ronda Rousey. You, one could argue if uh, one were so inclined to get I'm br- arbitrarily sure nerdy, much like the big dog clothing line of the early 2000s, right? I hear you. Mm. It's about going in and out of fads. Can we talk about who has to put nail polish on for their next on-screener, Raph? Yeah, it's not looking I'm, good. I'm just going to say this right here, right now, Kev. I'm on a violent winning tear. I know tear. That we like to build up the suspense here. And I can't stop destroying people And in such a here's tyrannical way. I don't try to be impartial uh, about this because everybody knows I never root for you on Over Under Kevin, correct? That has uh, been your, yes, your modus operandi. Yeah, no, I'm not a I'm not a fan of yours. But on this particular case, we had a lot of trash talk coming from somebody who just is very forgetful, like forgot their phone, forgot how to pay, forgot how to win. But more importantly, Kevin, that person now has to wear nail polish, and their name is Adam Woods. Congratulations, Adam Woods. You no are worries. the father. I'm- yeah, absolutely. Uh, fuck Morty and fuck the revival, first off. But uh, yeah, what, what color am I wearing? You know, it's fall, so I would go with uh, yeah. something that has like a nice deep orange, maybe a, a good fall burgundy. I, You know what? I thought, I thought you would have a uh, kind of a predetermined color um, since you're so inclined with... Uh, Androgyny? I think that that's a word. Yeah, it it is a but, word. Uh, okay, <laughs> it is a word. <laughs> I can I can confirm. I just thought it was something that Vince McMahon made up to get gold dust over back in the day. But yeah, well, it was. We took it as a word after that. Uh, much like okay, selfie, cool. it just made the dictionary. Uh, the Cejudo Glenn Stevens Nunez Morales Vieira combo for me overpassed. Uh, your Ashley Evans Smith disaster, but otherwise it was six to five, close night, and congratulations to you, sir, on being the fourth person to get their ass kicked by me in a row. Thank you, Raf. Mm. Mm. Uh, let me ask this, Kevin. You know, Adam is doing a good job, almost being me. What advice do you have to him as he goes on and now he has to continue this hosting thing and he may be asked to pick fights as he progresses in his career? What are your, what are your suggestions? Like a good friend told me a long time ago, 
go with who I think is going to win in my gut and just switch it last minute. And uh, it's been really coming up black for me on the roulette table since. To use a good Vegas metaphor. Thank you, Kevin. That's, yeah, I was like, wait, did that analogy just come up because I'm on the show? Right on. Or, or hold on, let me just... Uh, you know, just like uh, when the flying the dragon eating watermelon as we're doing this. <laughs> well, we've had people eat. Oh shit! I gotta pick the cotton out of my fucking shirt. I've completely oh, uh, lost. Proceed, proceed. Sorry. You know, Adam, there is a subtlety about this proceedings that uh, I'm pretty sure you just have to imagine. What would Vince McMahon say to that promo you just cut right there? Chocolate titties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the beauty part of wrestling is every once in a while somebody like pulls out a clip and they're like, remember when this happened? Remember when uh, Edge and, what was it, Lita had uh, sex and Raw? Yeah, that there was that. There was uh, John Cena walking up to Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon calling him the N-word. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I'm glad we're oh, able to... Oh, and uh, Google, like, uh, WWF jobbers, uh, it's pretty fucking horrible. Uh, the two that are the... I think the the, uh, the linchpins for me were, is a uh, g- gentleman of uh, Asian descent, and they literally called him Tiger Chung Lee, and a gentleman, another gentleman of... Uh, Hispanic descent, and his name was Bobby Salsa. Mm. That was just 30 years ago. Like, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> well, you didn't know Bobby's sister, Susie Guacamole, who, so good, so ahead of her time. Listen, Adam. Is Susie Salsa? No, not. They have a different parents. It's very complicated. Adam, okay. here's a question yeah. I want to ask and, and make sure that we're getting here because we're getting to the point where. You know, we're getting to that exit moment on our show. But I want people to know that you are doing some stuff that is of note. And yesterday, what were you covering? And did I happen to see you doing the post-Joe Rogan interview somewhere? Oh, yes. So uh, yesterday I was uh, covering the uh, Rumble on the Water at the Long Beach uh, Queen Mary. It was a hell of a show. I was covering that with uh, Amy Kaplan, a friend of the show, friend of your show, my show, friend of all shows, right on. Um, so that was a, a pretty tremendous fucking card. Um, yeah. And just the ambience of being on the backdrop of the Queen Mary, you know, with all of the history and uh, MMA there. It's just one of those cool things that fucking, you know, like only an MMA. Um, and then just uh, recently dropped, uh, if you go on either the Two Guys One Phone uh, Facebook page or the Kelsey Gladiator uh, Facebook page, you'll see uh, right around the 2.42 mark, um, me doing the post-fight interviews for Kelsey Gladiator 13. Um, that happened a couple months back uh, at the, uh, the, I can't even remember the venue, I'm sorry. But yeah, um, I'm doing that. So go ahead, give it a look. See, um, pretty incredible night. So uh, yeah, that's cool. Go ahead and uh, check that out. 
Well, that's awesome. And uh, Adam, we like to kid you a lot. And I love the fact that people are going to hear this and get the wrong impression of you. They're going to think that you're this way all the time. Whereas I am this way all the time. You are quite nice. So you have been playing a fictional character, a more reality version of yourself, because you're far sweeter than this. You're the person that gives gifts. But yet for the purpose of the show and for taking on Kevin's picks, you took on the role of a non-traditional heel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it's not, this is not my platform to get myself over. Um, You got to work in the format of the show. Um, And again, I I, uh, thank you guys for helping me explore a little bit of that part of myself. But yeah, I, I, the the work that Ross and uh, Kevin are doing uh, is pretty much tremendous. It, it's uh, I think people are going to look back at uh, your show and what you guys are doing here as one of the pinnacle moments of uh, MMA and Jiu-Jitsu kind of rising to uh, household names and heights of which um, we haven't seen yet. And uh, Verbal Tap Podcast was there. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna see it. We are the first to feature many of the upcoming names, as well as names that you know of and you don't really know their backstory. Ross and Kevin get into it like no other, no other. It's uh, pretty astonishing, and uh, to be here with you guys, uh, it means the world to me. So thank you guys for giving me a platform and a platform for many of us in the uh, MMA Jiu-Jitsu mixed martial arts community. You're welcome, but Kev, I'm not sure if I like this one better. Maybe I like the other one better. I'm not sure. Um, well, they're both pretty, so it's okay. Like, I'm okay with either one. So, uh, Adam, let's do this. Before we get you on out of here, where can people find your shows, your very, very great shows? Obviously, according to Woods, is when you go solo, but when you do it together, you do it with our good friend Marcos, who said that he loved the episode. So shout out to Marcos. Thank you so much for your support and sharing our show last week as well. But where can people find all your shit? Yeah, uh, two guys, one phone on uh, Facebook. You'll see interviews, uh, the podcast, the the, uh, the flagship podcast with me and Marcos. And uh, let me shout this out. Friday night in Redlands, Combate Americas. Marcos El Matador Bonilla takes La Jaula again by storm. It's going to be a crazy one. You want to watch that wherever you can. I'm just saying. Friday night, this Friday night in Redlands, come see it. You've got Marcos Bonilla, Kira Bacara, Froggy Estrada, some of the biggest names in MMA. Touchdown in La Jaula in Redlands, California. And then uh, for me, just, yeah, for me, just, uh, Hashtag uh, according to Woods on any social media platform, and uh, you'll see me. But uh, it's at according to Woods on Twitter and on Instagram, and Adam Woods on Facebook. Oh, I'll add you. No worries. <laughs> what a good plug. You know, Kev, uh, speaking of plugs, I want to go also shout out my co host and say my co host will be at the local Taco Bell this Friday, crushing several burritos for charity. And by charity, I mean mostly he's going to send me money. Okay. Is that how this works, Kevin? Is that what we're doing? I, need a a bell, I send you a dollar. Yes. Oh, okay, a calorie great. counting game that I think Excellent. you've used. 
Anyway, uh, Adam, I want to thank you very much. We look forward to hearing uh, more about Marcos's fight. But uh, you're always a good time, and we appreciate you coming by the podcast tonight, sir. No worries, guys. Uh, thank you again. And again, if you haven't already done so, uh, check out the premium content on Verbal Tap. You wouldn't want to miss it. And uh, tell the like-minded friends. This is the way this shit gets going. So uh, thank you guys for the listening uh, audience, and uh, thank you guys, Ralph and Kev. And, uh, yeah, sign us off. Buddies. You seem like a great road trip, buddy. You're driving. You're Bro, rhyming. Of course, I would be, dude. I'm dry. I'm rhyming. I'm driving. I'm grinding. I'm. That's, That's all I got. We're hitting roll on this thing. Uh, Verbal Tap fans, raffle bring anyone on the podcast. Really, I think is the message here. Mm. He's. I mean, I would buy the DVD if it said when you're out of breath, close guard, and trying to hold someone. But he's on the aggressive oh. side. Best beard, arguably, in the jiu-jitsu game up there. Abraham Marte is on the podcast this evening, already giving us some uh, lowdown on driving. How are you doing this evening, Abraham? Man, I'm I'm doing amazing. I'm loving jiu-jitsu. I'm stoked on jiu-jitsu. I, was, I did have a beard for some time, like since about 2008. Then Kid Dale grew out his beard and, like, basically convinced everyone he started the trend so that's the only way my ego manifests itself is sometimes like wanting to be a trendsetter so i had a conflict with that so like my beard comes and goes but i'm not you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i remember when kid dale was just a beardless fucking baby (laughs) and now he's like supposedly he like invented the fucking beard in jiu-jitsu i call him out on it all the time but well, that, and then, like, I had, like, the sort of... Verbal Tap fans, we're doing a take two on that intro. And uh, I'll, I might play a little highlight of it, because I couldn't agree more. Fuck Kit Dale for trying to steal your thunder with the beard business. It's just... Oh, no, no, he's a thunder. He's a thunder from down under. Thiever. And it makes me wonder... <laughs> But, but, it makes me wonder why he has that. But, other than that, and he's a number one homoerotic uh, Instagram personality in the world. But, other than that, he's a fucking cool dude. An image he's, he's cultivated. Cool he's been teasing with oh, some man, revealing been, photos. I'm he's just... been playing... He's been playing with the bears and the otters, <laughs> the gender fluid community, the bi-gender, non-gender, non-binary. Dude, he's he's covering all all corners. 2017. You're well, I don't of- want to say corners cuz corners sounds like you it would have to be square to have corners, so it's like <laughs> all circles. Yeah, this he's is more like a convertible circles. type thing. It's it's got an open top. There's no real set He's, I mean, he is a little slut on Instagram. Like, he's he's posted at least five ass pics in the last couple of weeks. Abraham Marte, so, my favorite guest. That out there. Two minutes into the interview, my I, favorite guest of 2017. I know so I am. Far. <laughs> I know I am. Hold up, hold up. We uh, them boys. Absolutely crushing it. 
Because off air, you brought up my favorite Budweiser commercials. You've been hitting me with some good 90s stuff, which appeals to me early. Mm-hmm. Are you on some sort of yeah. jujitsu quest, just teaching thousands of people jujitsu right yeah. now? What What are you doing? Raph's yeah. tried to explain it to me, but it just sounds like you're just going and teaching. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing until, like, I told Raph, and actually, it's basically like this. So, dude, like, not by choice, so involuntarily I've been out of competition for 18 months now um, at like at the height of my game and of my fucking physical state mm-hmm. I got sick in Brazil I got the, it's called chikungunya it's worse than Zika, so it's like Zika on steroids, I got that and it really crushed my body. And then, end of the year, last year, I got my first real injury on my I'm dealing with right now. So, I mean, it's crazy because I I went to Worlds twice as a black belt, and I medal I got third place twice. Uh, You're quite without, good. I remember. Thank you. Without being able to do like a proper cap or anything. I go to Brazil, I do a proper cap. I feel at the height of my game, uh, training down the GFT headquarters and I got bit by a mosquito and a mosquito fucking beat me. It bit me and it beat me. So I was beaten by a mosquito. Wait, and, what? Oh, and that only <laughs> brings to brings like perspective of how frail we are. So my, one of my best friends got cancer his second year as a black belt at the height of his fucking career too, which is Joao Gabriel. He was able to come back and kill it, but still, you know what I mean? His rocket was taking off and he got cancer. So we're so frail and we take so much for granted. I posted that last, uh, last night or two nights ago. I made a post of my last competition. I was able to do where I felt healthy and happy, and I fought uh, two really good guys, which were uh, Mohammed and uh, Panza, and I was able to perform and win the division. With it. And uh, but we're so frail, bro. And sometimes us as athletes uh, and as males and strong dudes or whatever, uh, we we lose sight of of how you know of frailty of. How, how an illness or event completely, you know, God forbid anything bad happens to anyone, but I'm saying, you know, we, we, we don't own anything. We don't control things. And we're very fortunate. So what I posted was how fortunate I felt that I'm able to compete in the sport that I love at the hospital. So I'm able to... Please don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. Rick, uh, yep, you're good to go. So you feel this good. great sense of uh, understanding your place in the world of jiu-jitsu. And no, then... no, no. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. But I just feel grateful that I, like I, a guy from Dominican Republic who started competing at 26, okay, and I'll even beat the hospital. So, you know what I mean? And 
fuck, dude. I have, like, magazines. I have, I have two DVDs. Like, when I stopped, I was able to, like, appreciate all that. You know what I, you know what I mean? When I'm there in the race, you're not thinking of anything else. I was just riding, riding the waves. I was just running, you know, trying to, trying to win the race. I got injured and I had to stop, you know, because it's a smart choice. So now I can't wait to go back with this feeling I have now. You know, it's going to, I'm going to approach even competing. I'm going to approach it like completely different. Uh, com- completely differently, <laughs> or in a completely different manner. That works. Um, that was well. That was well articulated. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm lucky, bro. I feel like the first time I went to the World Championships. You know, I'm stoked about it. And then because of being injured, I've been able to develop my jujitsu. Oh man, I I can't even fathom. Like I can't uh, quantify. You know, I can't quantify the the improvement on technique uh, that I've been able to achieve, just because when you're competing, that that takes so much energy and so much focus and so much time. You know, um, that being forced to stop gave me all this energy or all this time to ponder and redirect things and understand things, dissect techniques, dissect positions, uh, improve positions, feel jiu-jitsu, understand it a little bit more, which is jiu-jitsu is so infinite, but just understand it a little bit more. And uh, like I said before, I'm 37 years old now, and I was talking to a friend earlier today. I was saying... uh, you know, imagine you reading a book at 20 years old and imagine you reading that same book at 30 years old or watching a movie if you want, you know. Uh, it's a complete change in, 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 in the capacity of appreciation. It's an evolution in, in that capacity. So... Um, you see that in the more seasoned jiu-jitsu athletes. And I think, I guess, the epitome of that would be Hodger, no? That actually hasn't competed in, other than that first metamorphosis, hadn't competed in, like, regular jiu-jitsu, how long? 2009 or 10? Yeah, it had been a while. 2009, maybe? He did so some MMA fights. Six years. But- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But six years without the gi on, and uh, he did that one Bushesha fight in Metamoris, but then he came back and did this, had this performance, and that that kind of like paints the the picture of what I'm trying to say. And you think he stopped evolving? No, actually, he had a lot of extra time. And not things taking energy from him in the in the in the way of of uh, constant competition to develop and understand even more. He's he was already the best, but to understand and evolve even more. So 
I mean, I hope I'm making sense. I, in my head, I understand what I'm saying. I <laughs> hope I'm, be, I'm being able to transmit the idea. Well, I'm injured right now, so I'll take all the inspiration I can. They just took some cartilage from my knee and put it in my knuckle. We, so uh, I'm deep yeah. in the, I hope I see things well, in be, a way that makes me not Before get you do this murdered. process I'm talking about, you have to learn jiu-jitsu in the first place. Oh, so fuck. you're way behind on that one. Oh, so yeah. fucked. I'm just a purple belt. Way, I, I don't know anything. You're way, you're way behind on that. <laughs> that among no, other man, things. <laughs> well, it's I the same thing, bro. Right now, right now, when you come back, you're gonna be super grateful about what was going. On. Well, I just thought of another example. Think about this. Like, remember that uh, the. Uh, that John Fushanti from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, uh, remember? Sure. <laughs> yeah, the guitarist. Yeah. You know? And he like disappeared off the face of the earth for the longest time. Took a little breather. Heroin. And he came back after like after the Chili Peppers were like the biggest band in Rehab. the world. Yeah. And he came back and remember like how different he was like appreciating what they had. This is because you're in California, so you have to use a Red Hot Chili Peppers reference. It's because of where you are. I mean, currently. that could that could have been an ass pool, but it makes sense though. It makes sense. <laughs> it does. And do you know what I mean, though. I, as many of the great ass pools do, Kevin. <laughs> as many it just of the makes great sense. That's like Michael Phelps. Remember when he was just getting stoned and everyone was shitting on him? Then he came back and killed it like that. Yes, Kinda I like do. That. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, bro, we're so lucky, and and fuck, and that includes you and everyone, dude. Like, when you come back to train, you're gonna value it so much more because you realize, like that, you had to go through surgery, so you can train every day. No, even if you wanted to, and you know, so it now does you build won't a hunger. For granted, right? It, it, yeah, you won't, you won't take it for granted. I don't think it's about hunger anymore. You know, it's about loving something and appreciating the opportunity to do it, which we we don't have. We think we own it and we think we have it forever, but we don't because anything can happen. Sure. And, and stop you. And it does seem to happen. I mean, that's kind of life when you're doing something lifelong wise. But I want to get back to the Vegas. You're teaching a ton of people. The napalm. No, the, the Vegas. What, 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 like, under the, behind closed curtains, denom- like, na- <laughs> denominated as napalm, when I dropped the <laughs> napalm over there, and the tap your ca- tap cancer out. So, Kev, just to give you some context here, uh, Pomeran. is still burning. Cancer <laughs> still burning after I dropped that shit. <laughs> Put that on a promotional Salt tag Bay. somewhere. I, I will say phone. this. When we went over there, uh, Paul Moran likes to run things like an old school hip hop vibe. So what he wanted was for the uh, guest black belts, there were five of them, to each show a technique. So then that was going to be the first round. They each get seven minutes. Then the next round was going to be ten minutes. And it's kind of like they're trying to battle to see who's got the best technique. Now, we were told that they were also going to get the the possibilities to like call and response. Like if you had a better technique, you'd try and top that or counter it or something so at one point abe over here decided he was just going to use his full 10 minutes to just put one sequence together and like 
full 10 minutes to show one large chain. Now, I was taking photos and kind of getting like a little bit of video and showing that around. So I had the moment where I saw him kind of like working the technique before he was going to unleash it on everybody. And I remembered one of my friends, you know, he was saying, he's like, dude, I think we need to go in a little bit. And I was like, I don't think you want to go right now. He's like, really? And I was like, no, I was like, I think you want to stick around. I think you're about to have your mind blown. Marshall is about to go on stage. (laughs) We got Rabbit over here. White Rabbit's going to fucking destroy some shit. So all of a sudden. We got Dominican. We got that Dominican Rabbit. Nine mile. (laughs) I don't think, you know, I don't know if there's like a. I don't think people like to be called Brown Rabbit, but I guess that's the closest to Dominican Rabbit. But here's the thing. When you went on this run, you previewed it for everybody and you said, hey, your minds are about to be blown. I'm about to drop not just the mic. I'm talking the napalm. And I got to tell you something, dude. I was very impressed with the chain that you put together. Um, It was never ending, but that's the point of jujitsu when you're doing it right is that it's continuous. It chains. It looks great together. But the worst part was about it, and this is my only critique, was that in using the full 10 minutes, we, you got to maybe at about nine minutes and you go, OK, everybody, drill that. And I go, there's no circumstance in which I could recreate the first move, let alone all 40 that you just went through with the one minute of technique time. Having said that, the technique was wonderful. Uh, it was a really good chain. Uh, but this That's is a real question, Kevin. Well, there, there's a DVD. We're going to get to the plug. Very good. Um, but one of the things that and, I really appreciated about it was, was that. That's like a freestyle competition. The crowd can't fuck with that. The other MCs can because they're at that skill. You know what I mean? Mm. They're like at that level. So the other MC decided to forfeit the mic. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know that you're inventing facts, but I can tell you this. That everybody was very impressed. You did get a very good applause, so I'm not going to deny you those props. But how did you get involved with doing the seminar with Paul? Because uh, it was supporting Tap Cancer Out. I love Paul. Oh. Paul's the first person. Okay, so Paul is the first person outsider, the first outsider to support me. Uh, without knowing me, reaching out and 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 not not inviting me to his platform, which was uh, Open Mat Radio, right when I was a brown belt still. So after I won the brown belt worlds, uh, immediately he put me on the show and 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 gave me a platform to to share my thoughts. And uh, that's about when he had you know. You started the last uh, battle with cancer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, fuck, man. He's resilient. He's kind. And he's, of course, just like everyone else, has gone through moments of his life where he's been, he hasn't been the best person. But now he chooses to be the best person possible. And, in my in my experience, like, like I told you, one of my best friends in the world just went through cancer, and he's an uh, elite black belt, uh, Joao. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I have a little problem in my knee. How the fuck am I gonna think that's a big deal next to cancer? Yeah. So 
anything that Paul does, I'm going to try to support and reciprocate the vibes he puts out. Uh, I think we should all kind of approach that uh, the intention of being kind, the intention of of being caring, the intention of being empathetic. And it's a way for us to actually, in reality, change the game, quote-unquote, or change all the shit we don't like about the jiu-jitsu scene right now, which there's plenty. But that's because that's all because as a whole, we're just a bunch of kids who haven't gone through shit yet. As you grow up and you go through stuff in life and you understand that you're not shit, that we are all nothing, you know, but a drop of water in the ocean, then it keeps you grounded and the appreciation comes in. And Paul represents that and I learned from that and I want to give that back. So every time Paul does something, I'm going to be there 100. percent I'll tell you Plus this much: there's like Jap- if there's if there's, Jap- there's Japanese people in the audience, you know you're going to get the oh oh oh. <laughs> he seems a little too <laughs> so nice to for- me, but I'm with you. Mm. Otherwise, I mean, here's the what? thing that you don't. I'm kidding. You have to understand, Paul. When he was doing Open Mat Radio, which I have a spoiler for our fans here, it's coming. Uh, back. He will be returning very soon. The, but Paul, the liar! <laughs> I, I, very nicely at one point, uh, Paul and I had what I call a BJJ feud, which is very simple. Which is, he wants to do this interview game, and we do this interview game, and he's very good at what he does, yeah. except. Yeah. When you want to drop the napalm, sometimes you have to do that. Um, but yeah. we came to this agreement. He's my BJJ podcast arch nemesis. But then when he yeah. stopped doing the podcast for a little while, I was like, oh, hey, Paul, you're not so bad. I don't have to hate you. You're not doing a podcast. So it's we're friends. It's horrible also because he's a black belt fuck. Well, that was the other he thing. Trumps is. He trumps you. Well, he trumps he's me in school. jiu-jitsu. He's old but- school. He's old. But here's the thing. He trumps me in jiu-jitsu, but that a bum... Cool. That knowledge, though. That, that knowledge, though. That knowledge. No, I, hear, I heard you the first time. What that I'm saying, no, though, is... Raph, I don't want to shit on though. you on your own show. <laughs> no, I know what you're trying to do here. Listen, Comedy that Blue ego, Belt, I need though. you to calm down that, real quick. That ego, though. You keep repeating the same four words over and over. Abe, listen, here's how this works. When you have somebody oh like God, Paul you're, Moran... You're a feisty one. <laughs> No, I'm just somebody God, who has dude. a very, very easy dude. to uh, come across point. What I'm saying is this. Paul, when he didn't have his radio show and he didn't have his podcast and he got his black belt, I could be super happy you, for him. You fell in love with him. Well, I was just like, dude, you're the best. And then at the seminar, he comes up to me and he's like, oh, hey, Raph, we're going to be bringing back Open Mat Radio. And I was like, friendship I over. I you again. Feud dude, back, back on. on. <laughs> Click. And I like you, it. You know what his words were? He says to me, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I was like, deal. Good. I hate you. <laughs> Goodbye. Your seminar was fantastic. Abe obviously did a very good job. 
um, but you're a terrible human being. So we are very excited to hear him back because the one thing that really does suck when you don't have him doing interviews is this, which is that he does the long form interviews. He gives big platforms to jujitsu athletes, new and old. And uh, he's very interested about getting the context of the history and where they fall in their their lineages. And I think that's so important. So what made us very happy was that you were supporting him and uh, supporting him is supporting the community. So that's where we we get very excited that we got to see that and we got to run into you. But I know you're doing more than just Paul's seminar. Uh, You're doing more. So you were just over in Bakersfield, correct, with our good friend Al? Okay, so. Yes, correct. Uh, he, and and he get, he like said hi to you, Al, Albert did. Um, He's the best man. No, so that's the point. So how does that link with all all that whole like speech I just did? Was the following, man? I want to use this time off also to connect, which is something that I think is very much important, and it's so very under. Like, I don't even know what it is, but so absent, so absent nowadays, connecting with people, because that's the best thing we can do as human beings, you know what I mean? So, uh, I was supposed to go fight in the Asian Open, and maybe the San Diego Pro, and that my knee is just fucking and stop, you know, take care of so I said, okay, fine. Let me use this time productively. And I just came to California. I went to Masters Worlds to coach one of my students. And immediately I, I had I had like two seminars set up, which were uh, Robert Drysdale uh, end of, um, at the end of my trip, which is the 22nd of September at Drysdale's Academy in Vegas. And I had Albert's seminar, which was pending for a long time because I, I was waiting on my visa. So the second I got my visa, I said, okay, Albert, I have my visa. I'm going. I don't like to flake on friends. Like, I don't like to be flaked on, and I don't like to be I, – I don't like to flake on people either. But I do lose shit a lot. Like, I lose passports, uh, bags, money, cell phones. So sometimes – the ripple effects of that, you know, involuntarily affects people, but it happens. Anyways, I said, Albert, I'm not, not, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. So I had those two. And then I said, man, you know what? I, I'm not going to compete in Japan. I'm not going to be arrogant and go all the way to Japan with a bum knee, you know, betting on that. I'm still going to win like that. When that's not the point, that's, that's, that's hubris. You heard that, right? We hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm continuing for 120 miles down south. Anyways, so that just <laughs> uh, that's just how. So you know how I'm grinding here. You know what I mean? I'm driving hundreds of miles. But anyways, that's hubris. And again, I'm I'm being mature about this break that I I'm having to take. So what I what I did was just reach out to all the friends I have and just put up um, workshops and seminars. And the very first one was Paul's, you know? It was a great group of people. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. 
So share jujitsu, connect with people, and also when I come back, I already have those connections, not depending on fame or not depending on success. Because right now, I'm arguably off the radar, off the jiu-jitsu radar. I haven't competed in 18 months. My last competition that I was able to compete healthy and perform was that World Pro Qualifier last year where I said I fought Panza and, uh, and Ali. Yeah, we actually March. We had a vote about all the current jiu-jitsu fighters. We had to vote you out, which hurt as a media member, but we stuck up for you at Verbal Tap. I just want you to remember that. Okay. What was that again? I was making a joke. You were saying you're, you've been out of the realm, but that's the nice should thing about jiu-jitsu. You're I not out. You? Should, I, should I have repaid your, your, early, your, your, your feistiness from earlier? Earlier? With just an awkward silence, just pretend like the, you know, pretend like um, my phone's dying again, but it's just like me giving you a little awkward silence so you can think, talk to your ego a little bit and realize you failed as a jokester. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, it's happened before. It'll happen again. Anyways, I'm in on that. O's? O's? Question mark? (laughs) Anyways. So, dude, I just did that, and, and it actually, it's perfect. I mean, I, I'm so happy. I, I did, I, we, that's where you and I connected again uh, in person for the first time, right, uh, at the Paul Seminar. And mm-hmm. then I drove to California, settled in Bakersfield for a bit, did a seminar there connected with people I've never met before. Like I met Tom Knox, who's an awesome dude. I met some 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 awesome black belts from the you know mid California area or I don't even know what you call that part of California where Bakersfield by Sally is. Today, as a matter of fact, I actually drove to my um, fellow Dominican Carlos Melo, uh, he's in all the way in Gilroy. He's a killer black belt too. He just won the Masters Worlds, beating everyone. Uh, obviously, if he won, no, but I mean, he beat Comprido and a bunch of other tough guys. And he was a world champion. As I was coming up, he was winning the worlds at adult level in the different belt ranks. He's also a killer uh, close guard guy. So he's also Dominican. And he's under uh, Claudio Franca. And uh, I just went to his academy in Gilroy and did a great workshop today. It was a, we called it a jiu-jitsu field day. It was like a three to four hour seminar. And then we just rolled. And now I'm driving back to Bakersfield as we speak. So as I talk to you, I'm driving back to Bakersfield. And then uh, just doing more things like that. Uh, Thursday, I'm going down to San Diego, which to another great guy I met, Elias Gallego. He has an Alliance East Lake in San Diego. I'm going to go teach a seminar at his academy. And just that type of dynamic where I'm meeting all these people that I, could, I wouldn't have been able to dedicate time to if I was focused on competition. You know? So... 
Absolutely. Basically, that's what's going. What that's what's happening right now. And you're hardwired to do this. You're obviously pr- pretty deeply passionate in terms of uh, your brain has to release jujitsu, whether that's choking out someone in competition or teaching 50 people which is difficult and I, I i that's the part about seminars that people don't give a ton of credit for and so teach two people like you yes it's difficult <laughs> to try and get Most. me to understand even 30 percent of something you Bro, teach just, you know right? what dude just make me the third host of the show and i'll be like the i'll be like the antagonist that's where we can do it <laughs> you're you're a little too likable i think to be the show's antagonist <laughs> You don't want me to be the heel? Just say you, this real quick. Be the heel. I, I Bro, think Brad, you... Brad, I'll, t- I'll tell you I, what. I just want to... No, I'm cutting you off. Remember <laughs> that cartoon show, The Critic? You remember that? The Critic? Mm-hmm. Tell me you remember that. Yes. You remember that cartoon? I, I've said several that, times, yeah, dude, I remember that. Yeah, the guy was yes. the biggest hater of them all. You remember that fucking guy? That's not you, but uh, Is this you're the talking reference? about John Lovett's playing the critic. Because <laughs> it's like I have no idea what you're talking about. The so critic. here's the thing. Go ahead. Abe, this is what I enjoy about this. One timely '90s references. A plus. Number two. He I love him. the fact that, like, I feel like the way I work at jujitsu to get better, and it's hopeless. It's kind of like what you're doing with comedy. Like, I want to put you at an open mic and let you do your thing. And I want to sit there and just be like, all right, dude. So here's what I'm saying to you, sir. I know that in California you're doing the seminars, but then you've also got some in Texas coming up. Uh, What's going on? in there because you're not okay, just doing okay. that so check it out no no check it out check it out so california you want me like to start saying places and dates so california they yeah have- dude because here's the thing when texas is coming up people need to get on these seminars dude correct we're gonna wrap wrap this up in uh in vegas like i said so we, we have the 14th this thursday uh gallegos association Alliance Eastlake in San Diego. Then the 16th, we go all the way up to Sacramento to Yemaso, to Marcos Yemaso, uh, Marcos Torregosa, Yemaso uh, School. We do something there. Then we have elite team by Celia to be determined like in a few days. If it's going to be Either that Sunday or what? Okay, so then, then I drive to Vegas. Clark was also saying he wanted he wanted to do something. Clark Gracie, but he's out of the country, so I don't know if that's going to go through. Maybe. Then I drive to Vegas. Uh, September twenty first at Chris Engel. Hey, don't forget to check out Abraham Marte Aggressive Clothes Guard DVD. You can find him anywhere. Make sure you get in touch with him. Come get a seminar from him. Uh, have him out to your academy, especially if you're in Texas, California. Abraham Marte, ladies and gentlemen.
Raph, what a podcast. We went on a journey with Abraham. We talked to Adam again as I continue my ass-beating streak. Basically, I can't be stopped, basically. Now it could just be called uh, uh, Under Kevin. <laughs> it took me a second. It was like, Over Kevin? No, hold on. That doesn't work. Just Kevin? That doesn't work either. Uh, under Kevin. That's That's what we're going to rename it. And I'll work on the title change. But mm-hmm. otherwise, things are off to a hot start. It's time for some shout-outs here at the VT Podcast, and mine is going to be a fat kid shout-out, Raph, early and often, to the people at Voodoo Donuts. <laughs> Victoria and I went yesterday after picking up some dog food, did one of those uh, just, hey, here's we want a dozen of your most famous. They threw in some chocolate cookies and cream, some Captain Crunch vanilla, a jelly-filled monster donut with a crazy pretzel in the eye. Just so much to be thankful for. A maple custard. Everybody's living life the way they need to be living life. And that's who my shout is to. People at Voodoo Donuts in Denver, Colorado. As well as the Municipal Court of Denver, where I was on a jury for four days serving in a felony case, Raph. And I'm here to tell you I took it seriously. I took notes. Mm. I flowed. And that's going to do it for me. Uh, well, I got to say this, guys. Um, our shout outs, we're going to start with this. As you may have seen, the very abrupt ending to our good friend Abe's interview. Uh, we want to go ahead and send a shout out to him. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I think he is currently in between service. But if you guys are looking to have a seminar out in these states, uh, and you are in either California or Texas, we implore you to get in touch with them. The best way to do it is on his Instagram. You can hit him up at Abraham Marte, spelled exactly like it sounds, and uh, go ahead and hit him up. I mean, I know he's trying to do a lot of good for the community, and uh, we really appreciated him coming on today. Obviously, some technical issues. We thank you for listening through that. It means a lot to us, but it really means a lot to us, and I mean this sincerely, not in the joking, you know, heel version that I think Abe's is still having trouble figuring out the good guy, bad guy dynamic of how pro wrestling works, but we'll get to that later. Uh, we really want to send this sincere thank you to him for going out and helping out at Paul Moran's uh, seminar. Paul is a good friend of the show, and uh, I was, I, I'm not kidding you when I say I was really blown away by his technique, his ability to explain, his enthusiasm for teaching. So we hope that you guys reach out to him. And uh, he did say this. He said that he's doing... All the seminars that he's going to do throughout the end of this year and then no seminars next year. So you don't want to miss out. If you get the opportunity, do the seminars now because next year when you say, Abe, I've got a question, he's probably going to be healed up enough to go ahead and beast everybody in competition. So that's our note for him. I want to go ahead and go through shout outs very quickly, mostly because I have a few. But let's start here. Valley Martial Arts Center. Mac. My man Casey coming through with some awesome training over at Valley Martial Arts Center. Just crushing it, dude. Uh, And I got to say this. Casey says that he's been ready to go ahead and do some wrestling work, and I am ready to work with him on that. So uh, look out there, guys. You might see one takedown between the two of us now. Fear that, guard pullers. Those of you who are stand-up artists, don't don't fear us. It's really not that hard to take us down. Uh, so that's that one side. I want to go ahead and shout out the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. L-A. 
J J soup plantation. <laughs> soup plantation is wow. Of all the places to go and be a, a fat kid before you win your super fight. Uh, obviously, the whole team should get thanks because it's not just the team. It's the people who have stopped by the past couple weeks. And I want to extend a lot of you guys have been there for Eric's training camps for the past couple of weeks and then there for Joey's training camps. And a lot of you came out for those folks. And on behalf of those guys, I want to say thank you because you getting them better not just helps our club, but it more so uh, gives these gentlemen – uh, the the proper respect and training that they deserve because these guys are awesome athletes and uh, it makes me happy to see when they win but you know it's winning isn't everything they just become better people as they continue to do this and I think my my highlight of the weekend was watching my good friend Joey House uh, see it in himself again that man he's a good competitor man he's a good showman and more importantly uh, he's a good guy so. It was awesome to see him get that, and he's going to be getting uh, well-deserved props for a little while. So I'm giving him about two days before I shut down his ego again. That that and feels I, fair. That feels yeah. good. So we're, we're doing that. And train with us every morning, 8 a.m., Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. We've got some big surprises for you. And, Kev, I can say this with great authority now. We are going to have an ADCC fight companion. Amazing. That is going down live. Over at the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club, there are going to be more details on next week's show. I think we'll open up talking about that next week, Kev. Awesome. So we're going to have a lot of that. And I want to thank everybody from the Ultimate Matt Warriors, not just our good friend Blanca, who gave us the ability to go ahead and do all the coverage. Um, Our team was amazing. Obviously, my sister, Octavio, Frosto was amazing. Uh, But our good friends like Kenny Jewell over at Grapple TV – uh, Tara White, who was doing the photos for him, which, by the way, too talented. You can't be a jiu-jitsu artist and taking photos. It's too much. Uh, obviously, Kendall Racing over uh, doing her stuff and, and coaching and all of that. But the other Kendall as well, the gentleman who was crushing it with interviews. Kev, i got to say, though, he was trying to build a set like a late-night talk show. Really? Uh, and I was like, you do know that's copyright infringement, sir, right? That's, we've, it's been called. It's us. That's us. So I told him next time he does that, I'm just breaking the set and walking in and barging in and just taking over. He didn't seem to disagree. Uh, to everybody who was at Ultimate Matt Warriors who said hello, we want to say awesome. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We had one person, Kevin, who was bald and seemed to take umbrage with us for suggesting that people with their hair win in jiu-jitsu. And I one thing. Show me the stats. Run those numbers. Bring them to me. Because if you run the numbers, we'll do a fan correction. We have no problem with that. I'm just saying, when you have luck hair that people get lost in, you know, sometimes those people win. I'm just saying Clark Racy does well. And I'm not saying it's not because of his talent. I would never say that. But, like, you looked at the guy. You're telling have me. Have you gotten entranced by the guy? Yeah, I hear you. Absolutely. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying. Anyway, so all of that good stuff. Uh, to everybody we ran into, too many of you to name, but of course, our good friends like Keith, uh, Anthony. Uh, it's good to see Wes Levine there. It was good to see uh, just, you know, Dom, all the really great competitors. Thank you for your awesome jujitsu. Thank you to Richie. Thank you to Gio. You guys were so hospitable. Great hosts, great promoters. And, uh, 
we look forward to the next one. I already know he's going to 215 and above. And here's what I like about what Richie is doing. He says, you can't be under 215. You have to be 215 and above. And I like that as a rule because Richie's saying it's time to guys get some love. So Ultimate Matt Warriors 3, we're ready, and we'll see you guys back down there in San Diego. And uh, Kev, that's it for me. Hey, that'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. At this time.